Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit about history. But before we talk about the past, let's talk about the future. And the future is great for us here at the Night Nerd. Uh, we just launched a new Patreon, patreon.com slash the Night Nerd. You get an exclusive video and or show every week uh, covering comics, video games, movies, TV, all sorts of great stuff. Definitely go check it out. A couple of bucks a month. You're part of the cool kids, and you you won't regret it. I almost guarantee that. Uh, I've learned not to make like 100% guarantees, because there's always somebody, or people will say that they don't. I worked retail long enough to, yeah. Uh, what, is it, what, is, what is this thing? Under promise and over deliver. So I'm pretty sure you'll like it. It's okay. But really, you'll like it. Um, also, we have a lot of cool merch that you can wear. You know, now that places are opening up and you can go do stuff, sport your Night Nerd shirt. You can find that all over our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Night Nerd. So go check it out. And now back to the past. All week we've been talking about Dick Tracy. Uh, it's his birthday, kind of, from the time the first issue or the first strip was published. And, you know, he's just a really great character. We've, we've talked... Uh, ad nauseum about how I like Dick Tracy and I think you know Oming and Alred did a great job in their comic strips or comic books and we need to see Dick Tracy back in the mainstream you know whether it be a movie or a TV series there's something out there for him because as we're going to look today he's been in every medium since the 30s and I don't know. He just he he's due for a resurgence. Of course, if you're a longtime listener um, or follow me on any social media, which is just the Night Nerd, you know that I'm a big fan of pulp heroes: Dick Tracy, the Phantom, the Shadow, the Green Hornet, uh, things like that. They're they're great, and they they need to come back. You know, here we are. They're just gritty enough for the whole grittiness, but they're also colorful enough for you know, new age. I don't know. It should happen. But anyway, let's go back to October 4th, 1931. Chester Gould created a comic strip. And this comic strip was originally called Plain Clothes Tracy. It gets, it gets better, I promise. And it was going to be basically a comic strip version of Elliot Ness. And he came up with everything, came up with ideas, samples, and stuff, and sent it to the Chicago Tribune, uh, New York News Syndicate. And the Joseph Patterson there was like, hey, this, this is good, but in true, as a good editor, in true great editor fashion, he said, let's change his name to Dick Tracy, because back then, private eyes and stuff, they were called dicks, so... You get kind of a nice little play on words there. And 
let's start with him not already being this federal agent, but he joins the police because his girlfriend's father was was killed by gangsters and robbers and stuff. Gould was like, okay, yeah, I can I can work with that. Let's do that. And Sunday, October 4th, 1931, the legend was born. And it blew up instantly. People loved it. It was all across America in newspapers, almost in every single town. Uh, everybody just, just loved it. And there were toys and games, board games, uh, all sorts of stuff. In fact, just a few years after it came out, they asked, they were like, hey, they, they asked all the readers, said, hey, what are your favorite comic strips? And this was in Fortune magazine. So, you know, prominent, uh, cred credited magazine. And Dick Tracy was number three behind only Little Orphan Annie and Pie Pie. And in 1937, I mean, Little Orphan Annie and Pie Pie were one and two of anything and everything. So that's a really solid spot. Over the years, though, Tracy would have some controversy. and I mean, it started out the gate. They thought it was too violent, you know. Um, it's the 30s, and even though there's crime in the streets, you, know, you have Prohibition, and then just came off World War, and you got another one looming, uh, it was too violent. And later on in the run, it would get criticized for... You know, being too, uh, not cynical, but like pro, I mean, again, pro-violence, but then also not respecting the legal system. And we'll get into that in a little bit. So what what's cool about Dick Tracy is very much like Sherlock Holmes is one of the first times we saw forensic science. You know, he uses clues and gadgets and stuff. Um, all the shows we watch now, whether it's Bones or CSI or CSI Miami or CSI Las Vegas or CSI Utah or CSI Atlantis, whatever it is you're watching, they, you know, they have a pattern. And a lot of this started with Dick Tracy. Now, uh, they wouldn't always, you know, he would use those clues and stuff to figure out who it is. And then he'd get in the shootout with them and it would end with violence. But he still used clues and stuff it wasn't just going out and running and gunning from the get-go uh but not only was tracy popular like all his rogues gallery everybody loved them too when flat top died like people were sad you know and I, I i don't know with the exception of like the joker i don't know anybody else that would get that kind of mourning you know i bet if uh lex luther or thanos or Dark side, somebody like that died. Meh, people wouldn't be upset. But when Flattop died in the original run, people lost their mind. It was it was crazy. Uh, it's it just goes to show you how great the original stories were, and and everything. Um, and then as the strip went on, you know, he would get new villains. He would get new partners, new sidekicks. He'd adopt a kid, Tracy Jr. Um, he'd get better technology. And in 1946, we had the two-way wrist radio, which we've talked a lot about. It was huge. I mean, 
Martin Cooper, who helped invent the mobile phone, partially credits the two-way wrist radio from Dick Tracy as, you know, where he got the inspiration from. And now we have smartwatches. You know, most people have smartwatches on their wrist. And I just, you know, this is where it started, really. And even in 1964, got upgraded to a wrist TV where you could talk to people and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's really fascinating. I love seeing pop culture fiction affect reality and what we know. There's a, there's a really cool book. Uh, I, I own a copy called How William Shatner Changed the World. Uh, they made a History Channel show about it. And it's how all the stuff from Star Trek influenced all these inventions and stuff. And I think Dick Tracy should totally be uh, up there as well. But, you know, because Dick Tracy not only predicted the future and the time, but he, he evolved with the future, even. You look at the 50s, you know, he, he talked about uh, organized crime. He talked about uh, kids being delinquents and television ruining things and all this stuff. And, you know, he, he had more of a family here because he had a, a daughter, he had the adopted kid, he had Tess. And so you got to see both sides, you know, how it was as a father dealing with this stuff and then how it was as a detective. Now, again, coming under criticism, everybody was like, well, how does he live this well on a detective salary? Angled wrote a book almost about, hey, this is where the money goes, this is what he does, blah, blah, blah. But people wouldn't let it go. So he pulled away from that and focused, again, more on just the, the crime stuff. And I have to say, uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week when I was talking about poker, you know, I went to Vegas, and while I was there, I went to the Mob Museum, and they actually have a whole thing about Dick Tracy because in the 50s, he was very much involved with all the hearings and stuff. I mean, he was a reflection of everything that was going on. So that was really cool. Then in the sixties, what I like to call the Marvel age, some people call the atomic age, the space age, Tracy jumped on that bandwagon and he went to the moon and he was a cop on the moon and Dick Tracy jr. Married moon maid, uh, all this stuff. But then by the end of the 60s, when we learned that 100% there wasn't any life on the moon, they kind of reeled it back in. And this is when Gould starts to get a little cynical. And even at the point where in the strip he talks about, you know, they say, quote, Yes, under today's interpretation of the laws, it seems it's the police who are handcuffed, end quote. And took a lot of flack for that. You know, even in the strip, he would catch people, but because he couldn't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that, you know, that they committed the crime, they got let go. Uh, and they even talked about, uh, one of the panels said, violence is golden when it's used to put down evil. So, you know, there was definitely some stuff going on. Then you get in the 70s, and again, trying to be part of the times, gold... Gives Tracy long hair and a mustache. And all of a sudden, I don't know where this hippie, Groovy Grove, shows up. But after a while, um, the supporting cast literally holds down Tracy and shaves his mustache. And is like, hey, no, this is who you need to be. And this is about the time that you had 
Gold retired. He retired in 77. Uh, Christmas, actually, was a, his final strip of the, of his career. I think that's, that's kind of cool. And since then, there's been numerous creative teams on it. They've brought back old villains, introduced new villains, um, used some retcon strategy to get rid of the space alien stuff and modernize it and just do what they can. And it's worked really well. It's won so many, so many awards. Um, it's the one of only three comics to win a Harvey Award three years in a row in the same category. Uh, and Harvey Awards have been around for a long, long, long time. Um, it's Cheshire Gould won the Rubin Award for the strip in 1959-1977. The Mystery Writers of America honored him with Edgar Award in 1980. And that was the first time that the Mystery Writers ever honored or acknowledged the comic strip. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, Dick Tracy, like he said, he's been around and been great forever. Uh, and not just in comic strips and comics. Radio, he's all had a radio series for years and years and years, pretty much from 1934 um, all the way up until like 1946. So over a decade there. And they did a production command performances so so side note i listen to a lot of old-timey radio shows like that that's my jam and command performances wasn't really aired here in the states domestically it was for the troops abroad and stuff and they did a special episode a musical called dick tracy in b flat which is a great music pun absolutely great but that's not where the greatness ended in it you had a cast that was just stellar. I mean, Bing Crosby is Dick Tracy. Bob Hope is Flat Top. Frank Sinatra is Shaky. Dennis Shore is Tess. Uh, Judy Garland is Snowflake. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's amazing. I found it on eBay on vinyl for affordable, so I'll probably, probably track that down. Um, he's been in countless books. There was all sorts of serials uh, with an S back in the day in the 30s, in the early 40s, where, you know, they were like 15-part serials. Now, the interesting thing about these is most of them, he was an FBI agent and not just a cop in Chicago, or almost Chicago. So that, that's something interesting that they changed. And then he had a couple of early movies. You can actually find them on Amazon, a few of them. And I've watched a few this week. They're, they're solid. Of course, again, I like older films, classic films, stuff like that. So you should, you know, check them out. But they stopped in 1947. And then in 1990, you know, we got the Warren Beatty that we talked about. And that's been it. You know, he had a, a sh short-lived, like... Super one season live action show, um, one season animated show that had a crossover with Mr. Magoo, so that's not for nothing. But there just hadn't been a lot there in recent years. And again, my call to arms, my call to action let's get Dick Tracy back out there, whether on TV or movie or something. Uh, Warren Beatty, figure out your rights and do something with it. Either make a sequel or let somebody else do it. I don't know. 
Would you like to see a new Dick Tracy movie or TV show? Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. We're all over there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can also follow me on Twitch. Just look for Night Nerd Podcast. Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Dick Tracy, look out.